Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Coat Sportscast. I'm your host, Nate Cross, along with my co-host, David Nimitz. Ben, um, you know, he's got a he's got a research not even not even he's just got a paper to do, so he won't be with us today. But hopefully, he'll be back next week. Um, but yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, we don't want to waste any time here. We've got a fun filled schedule. You know the routine and I now if you've listened, but we're gonna go some Cabot Hall sports schedule. Then we're gonna go um then we're gonna go to some some active and current sports news uh for the past week. And then we will get into our NFL week seven picks. It's our favorite part of the week. It's exciting. Um yeah. So to start off um you know this last Friday Last Friday? Yeah, it was last Friday. It was a 4 o'clock uh, football game against Gilman. Um, wow. Calvert Hall ended up winning 20 to 20 to 12 um, in that game. And, you know, it was a, it was, it was a pretty fun game, I got to say. For being a 4 o'clock game, um, the, when the second half got there, the energy was there. Um, I really liked really liked uh our perseverance towards the end we were we were up and they had a chance to go down the field and score and we shut them down we shut them down on fourth down our corners played really well our secondary played well um and it was just uh it was it was a really fun game we had some explosive plays um defensively i think we had we had i think two turnovers we forced two turnovers um so yeah it was uh, a lot of action in the game, and I'm excited for this game on Saturday at 2 o'clock, which will be coming up, um, is Calvert Hall at MSJ on Saturday, 2 p.m. So if you can be there, be there. Um, this is probably the toughest test we've had so far. Um, we play Spalding? Yeah, but that was a guaranteed loss, so oh. never mind. T- Spalding is definitely – that wasn't a guaranteed loss, but, you know – yeah, you're probably right. Spalding is probably our toughest test, and then MSJ is up there. Um, anyway, let's get into our sports schedule here. So Tuesday, October 17th, that is today, uh, there's a cro- junior varsity cross-country meet um, and a varsity cross-country meet at Gilman, uh, probably at Gilman, and then Curly's coming as well. Um, I don't think it's at Gilman and Curly. That doesn't make sense, but I know I've been to a track meet where I was at Gilman. So I think it's at Gilman. Um, hockey has a game today. I know they got off early. Um, yeah. They're playing um, at home against St. John's. I think they might be at St. John's actually because they got off at like one thirty. So I'm assuming they went to St. John's and they're not at home. That's exciting. Vincent Riley told me home. he's gonna he's gonna lock down the net. So Is he starting? Apparently he said he's. Who's the backup, Seth? I guess Seth. Seth, Seth Fisher backup. and Vincent Riley. Those are two seniors. Two senior studs. <laughs> um, so yeah, today we also have um, we have a soccer junior varsity and varsity soccer games. Um, junior varsity is at John Carroll, and varsity is at home. So they play today. You know, if you want to be there, be there. It could have already started. To be oh, it is. It started at four. Started oh, at four. So, oh. I'll. Started ten minutes ago. Um, cross country. Uh, oh, sorry, we already did cross country. So this is now Wednesday. We have a fresh off football game at BL. Um, fresh off soccer at home versus Spalding. Uh, JV volleyball at home uh, versus Archbishop Curley. Um, shout out my volleyball team because their varsity team has a has a game when uh, Wednesday, October eighteenth. At home versus Curly, right after the JV team, um, or before. Let's I know, go. I know, I know. Uh, they don't have the times here, but I know like water polo. The JV plays after the varsity. Yeah. So I don't know how it works with those earlier games. I heard but you're sending out a big, big old email to the school. Yeah. Telling everybody to be there. Yeah, come to the game on the announcements Wednesday for volleyball. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, be there. Gets crazy. And you know, give volleyball a chance. It's pretty fun. Um, so then that's it for Wednesday, Thursday, October 19th, JV football game at M- or at home against MSJ. Um, 
few guys on the JV team, you know, <laughs> love those guys. Um, JV soccer is at McDonough on Thursday. We have a water polo, water polo at home, JV and varsity. Um, Let's go. Versus Gilman. Friday, October 20th, we have JV volleyball uh, at Spalding and varsity volleyball at Spalding. Uh, if you can get an hour away to be at Spalding, show up to that volleyball game too. Um, soccer, we have a varsity soccer game October 20th at home versus McDonough. This is a cardinal crazy game. Be there. Okay, everybody show out. It's a breast cancer awareness theme. Wear pink. Um, 7 o'clock. Uh, let's get rowdy. Um, and then uh, Saturday, there's like I said, there's a varsity football game um, at MSJ. And that's not all for Saturday. No, no, no. Oh, wow. Because oh. we have a charity game <laughs> for varsity volleyball um, at Calvert Hall versus NDP. Um, this is an annual game. Uh, it's just to raise awareness. So if you could be there, uh, it would really help out a lot. Uh, show up, have a good time, you know. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> uh, then after that, we have a uh, fresh off soccer game at home versus St. Paul's. Um, Tuesday, October 24th, we have JV's uh, soccer game at uh, Archbishop Curley. Um, Tuesday, we have um, water polo. We have a varsity water polo game at MSJ. Also, on Tuesday, we have a cross-country meet um, at home versus MSJ. Uh, junior varsity and varsity. Uh, and then we have, um, just like the water polo, we have we have junior varsity water polo um, also playing at MSJ. Um, and then the last game of for the next week is uh, Tuesday, October 24th. Last game on Tuesday, we have uh, varsity soccer at home versus Archbishop Curley. Um, now, very, very packed sports schedule. Things are really yeah. heating up for the fall sports. Getting close to playoff time, getting real excited. Um, but, you know, let's let's move on to the... So some sports news for the week. Um, so we missed last week. Yeah. Unfortunately. unfortunately, there was some real, real important stuff going on on all the days we could have recorded uh, for each one of us. So it was hard to find a day. So we didn't, uh, we couldn't find a day to record. Um, but unfortunately, our O's, you know, poetically yeah. got swept after not being swept the entire year against uh, the Texas Rangers, and you know. You know, my takeaway from it is just lack of playoff experience on uh, the most, both uh, players and coaching. Uh, I thought Hyde made a few questionable moves, uh, mostly involving pitching and lineup placement. I thought they were probably looking too analytical into righties versus lefties, and you just weren't playing your best guys. Um, but, you know, lack of experience. I, this is obviously not the end uh, of the Orioles' journey. Hopefully we can get back to the playoffs next year. Maybe run back to back division wins. Never know. Yeah, I think um, it was tough. I think the Texas Rangers have proven to be pretty pretty formidable opponent. Especially now we've seen that the they're up two zero against 2-0. the Astros, and the Astros are a team that has a, you know a plethora of postseason experience. So I think it was a tough matchup and. Um, Wish we could have played the Twins. Yeah, we just had a couple bad starts, um, particularly from Grayson and Dean. Yeah. And the bats just weren't alive there. And I think Nate's right to an extent. Um, But, you know, some of our guys just scuffled at bad times, uh, like Mullins and Adley weren't exactly fantastic. Yeah. Um, I really just, like, I don't see a – it's hard getting all these guys involved, but – you know, like Mullins, I love Cedric, but after that first playoff game, he should never have touched the field. I'm sorry. Yeah, he needed to Bro, be benched. He was like one for 40 in his last, like, 40 at-bats. Like, it just wasn't 
you know and i feel like there's a lot of politics behind that it's like like jorge struggled in the regular season but when you put him in in the playoffs he like he carried our offense for game two like it just made little sense uh to how they were forming their um their lineups and then pitching wise the pitchers they went with were a little questionable too going with brian baker uh to to finalize your 16 man uh 16 pitchers right as they pick for the playoffs i think it's 16 i'm Um, not sure but you trade for a veteran like fuji and then you play brian baker who's never been like i don't know i didn't really get that and obviously brian baker didn't play well as well with jacob webb I mean, why even put him in again? He came in and gave up like a three-pitch home run, and then he came, comes in in games, game two and gives up first pitch. Not, I don't know. Was it first pitch? Uh, no, it wasn't first pitch. It was the grand s- slam. First yeah. at bat, grand slam. It was just like, you know. Yeah. Um, like, who? what arms are we preserving, you know? Yeah, it's – I think the injury to Felix is definitely yeah, – was tough. obviously crucial. It wouldn't matter because in the yeah. ninth inning, we were still down by like three runs right. every game. So. And then – just well, not tough game. Tough situations. Obviously, I mean Webb did come in with the bases loaded. I think Bradish, obviously, or clearly pitched our best game out of any of our starters. Yeah. But I mean, he is our best starter. So yeah, we just, you know, we got down early and then the bats couldn't, um, you know, couldn't yeah. come come alive. Obviously, in like the first grade, first grade, first uh, game, there was obviously some controversy with Brendan Hyde sending a gunner, but. It was apparently it was a miscue, which is uh, pointing to the lack of playoff experience there. Um, we were see, it was just a lot of the time. First game was closing out game. Second and third was just trying to claw our way back. You know, I mean, obviously you can't go down by ten runs uh, in a playoff yeah, game. Like we, you just can't. Yeah, we really just weren't ever really in those. Well, game one, the game one, we were in that game, and then game two at the beginning. You know, we. We did strike first, but then yeah. as the game progressed, I know the score doesn't because Hicks hit that home run in the later innings to kind of make it the score look a little bit better. I mean, but it was but over for game two and especially game three just weren't even close. Game three was absolutely awful. It was awful. I mean, it was just I don't know. Game two was really interesting because, we, like you said, we did get off or like we did get off to a hot start, but then a lot of the things that's frust- that frustrated me about this series is not like. The Rangers were necessarily – it didn't look like they were just overmatching us a lot of times. A lot of the times it was just, you know, balls hitting the right place. Like, a lot of the t- I've two or three times I saw Adley have some nice, well-hit balls just right at guys, you know. And the Rangers got these little swinging bunt over over the pitcher's head right in the sweet spot of the infield, like right in the middle of the diamond, and nobody is there. And, like, Mitch Garver gets an infield single. Like, it's just <laughs> – like some things like that, it's just baseball. Like it just doesn't make yeah, much sense. It's just kind of how it goes. Um, uh, it's definitely, definitely think is good to point out Adley. I know a lot of people have just been talking about, or articles that I've been reading that just have been. We're saying how poor he was, but even though he only had that one hit, and it was like that pointless double, he was still hitting the ball hard. Uh, even though the some people are questioning his approach with his almost automatic taking of the first pitch. I mean, Adley's still good, and, I mean, what, a small sample size of, what, 15 at-bats I don't think is really going to sway my opinion on anybody. And I guess we'll just see in free agency and through trades and just overall off-season what the Orioles do to kind of improve this roster because clearly uh, there are some holes. Yeah, I mean, I think you would like to lot. The thing, we have so many position players coming up in the farm, though, that I like what we're doing in the lineup. It's just when we get to our rotation, our bullpen gets a little sketchy. I just think some, like we sh- we see flashes from a lot of these bullpen guys, but but like a lot of them just flare out towards the end of the year. They just can't make it through that 162 game season um, with their production. And you know we're likely gonna not have Felix all, all next of, year, or at least the majority of next. He year. might come back for the playoffs if we make it which would be exciting. Um, but, like, you know, he might be in, like, I don't know, he might be in the minors by the time, that, like, just trying to get his arm back. But, like, I, I yeah, we we need to do some major work bullpen-wise. I think, you know, we have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. You go, I, you obviously have to extend some guys in the next few years. So, 
I think you go out, you sign a few, you know, notable guys for your bullpen. Bring in a few veteran arms to get us through the postseason because, you know, it didn't look agreed. Didn't look very good there, situational. It didn't look very good pitching wise. A lot so. of those guys, you know, I wasn't exactly trusting. No. When they, when they, I mean, like in my, I mean, I think really to be honest, you know, Cano's been great all season. I, the only guys I really were trusting when they threw him out there was CNL was really good down the stretch. And D.L. Hall was kind of crazy. Even I mean, CNL on game one, he threw like 12 straight balls. Yeah. Like, you know, that was our big issue. Game two, we had like, we gave up like, we walked like it was 13 guys or something. Or something. Like, that's like, it can't happen. We just, just lost our location. Yeah, we out hit the Rangers in game two. We just didn't, we gave up too mm-hmm, many like, walks. Walk the bases loaded. Corey Seeger was like, uh, was 0, 0 for 1 with five walks yeah. or something. Like, he walked the most out of any player ever. In that game. Yeah. Like, like yeah. why are we – I mean, there's a reason to be scared of Corey Seager for sure. But, like – You got to throw it to him at some point. You and then just keep walking what really him. made me mad is that Adolis was, like, awful the entire series. And then, like, game three, yeah. he just hits, like, a monster home run that, like, puts it, like, insurmountable. That made me mad. <laughs> Everything else, I'm like, that's fair play. But Adolis, no. No, 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 no. Because he was, like, hitting what in the playoffs? Through, like, seven games, he's hitting, like, He point, was bad, yeah. He was, like, point zero three or something. He only had, like, one hit. Yeah, but um, yeah, definitely need to add some bullpen arms and probably another starter. Yeah. Um, I think they have four quality guys. Um, Grayson, Bradish, yeah. Dean, and then – and John Means. Yeah. I think if you can fill some uh, – have somebody take Gibson's spot, who's a lot better – and have be like either a two or three in our rotation would go long. Is way. Tyler Wells just going to be in the bullpen? Is he uh, a bullpen guy? Or is he I just... don't know. His arms kind of flared out towards the second half of the season, and yeah. I think it would almost be better to have so, him in the bullpen. Right. I actually, he was, I guess I didn't mention him, but he was a guy I trusted, that I trusted him in yeah. the bullpen. Yeah. Was... Um, but like when Logan Wedd came in both times, I was like, yeah. I was just not happy about it. Or Brian Baker. <laughs> I'm just not happy about it. Like there's no reason for them to be starting in a playoff game. Not starting, but you know, relieving. Yeah, like playing. And we had people like Fuji and Bauman who weren't playing, who didn't make the pitching roster. I'm like, I just didn't really understand. I I'll be way more comfortable with Bauman or Fuji over Brian Baker and Logan Webb. I know Logan Webb played well, uh, pitched well during the season, but then what? How long has he been on the roster for? Like, a not month, a lot. Two months. Um. So yeah. Um. And then, um. So we there was game one last night, right? For for the, the Phils. Game one nationally, game two in the yeah. uh, AL. Yeah. So, like Dave said, the Rangers take a commanding 2-0 lead, uh, stunning the Astros. Um, and, you know, the Phillies, just the magic is happening again. Yeah, they're just hitting bo- crazy. I mean, they hit three bombs in the first – they hit two bombs in the first inning. Um, and they hit – I guess they hit three by the time the third inning rolled around. Um, just, again, just Harper's on fire. Schwarber, you know, is hitting the cover off the ball. And Castellanos is, you know, probably the hottest guy on the team right now. Uh, production. Well, I mean, he basically, that last game in the NLDS, I think he had, like, he had some, I don't know, but he, he was hitting the ball. He They're hitting the ball crazy right now. Um, and on a pitcher like Zach Gallon, they hit three yeah, home runs. Yeah, young candidate. Um, in, you know, three innings. It was just, it was just, um, it was uh, very. It was very. Uh, it's very interesting to see that because there just seems like something in the air with the Phillies, like there was last year, right? Was that last year? Yeah, yeah I mean, just year. such a, another good season, but nothing crazy, especially considering how great the Braves were in the regular season and how electric that offense was. For the Phillies to kind of just come in and look like, a, almost miles ahead or better than the Braves was just kind of crazy. And it seems yeah. like, you know, they play tonight. And they might get out to another a two zero lead, and we could be seeing them back in the World Series again for the second time in a row. I mean, right now, if I had to pick, you know, obviously I'm going Rangers in the AL, but I got to go Diamondbacks in the NL. Like I'm not saying I think they're gonna win, but like, I would love to see the Diamondbacks. I'd in much the World rather Series. see the Diamondbacks. Um, but you know, viewer like ratings wise, you want the Phillies. You want Phillies and. Probably Phillies and Astros. You would probably want for Rangers. Yeah, I think you can't go wrong with Astros or Rangers. But Astros, nobody Astros wants to fans. see the Astros in there. 
No, nobody they, does. They but you know, how many Rangers fans are there? I don't know. Texas is pretty big. It right. is, but like you know, people are just gonna bandwagon to Houston. I don't even know where is where is like the Texas Ranger. Like where Arlington. are they? Okay, I don't even. I don't know Texas's landscape. Unfortunately, I know Houston's down, down yeah, low. I just I know they're in Arlington. Um, okay, so that's all the baseball news we have right now. Um, you know, we can go into some of the uh, college football stuff because um, a stunner, not a stunner really, but unexpected win. Uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame shuts down USC, um, winning forty-eight to twenty. Notre Dame came in the game ranked 21st, and USC came in the game ranked 10th. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, cross. You know, it, handing they uh, they gave USC their first loss this season. USC dropped to 20th. Um, Caleb Williams threw three picks. Hartman went only for 126 yards, but two touchdowns. Um, it was just uh it was it was really funny because you know remember do you remember last year when Caleb Williams painted on his nails uh that thing about Notre Dame yeah, um, yeah. so that was that was funny that they got to get their revenge uh, on USC and it I think not a lot of people are going to be underrating USC in a way uh but I think Notre Dame has just you know really found its legs with uh, Marcus Freeman I think uh, they're always going to have either that one bad loss or bad loss to a ranked team. But uh, Notre Dame, I think, really impressed and turned a lot of heads last week. Uh, game of the week uh, was Washington versus Oregon um, yeah. at Washington. By the way, have you ever have you seen Washington Stadium before that weekend? No. i never seen Washington Stadium. It is beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful stadium. Uh, it's, like, it's like a similar design to its uh the counterpart in seattle uh where it's like kind of it's open but it's kind of you know it hangs over uh so i which i thought was interesting just that like you know that it was similar but uh washington yeah i think a lot of the people i know washington was ranked seven oregon was ranked eight but uh i think a lot of people were probably uh picking oregon because I don't know if people were sold on Washington. I know everybody's sold on Penix. Uh, he's obviously the Heisman front runner right now. After I mean, after yeah, this game definitely because uh, Caleb Williams did not have his Heisman moment last week. Uh, but Penix, you could say he did have his Heisman moment, and Washington stays undefeated and you know hands Oregon their first loss. So I don't think either. I mean, this is that's like I don't know. The only thing that could rival that right now is uh you know this Ohio State it's Ohio State Penn State game. You never know what could happen there, but that's coming this week. Um so yeah, that's also in college football. What happened to Colorado? Up twenty nine going into halftime and they end up losing by they end up losing forty six to forty three. Um I mean that was it's weird. It's like clearly a defense issue. I mean, they give up. Yeah, I think points. everybody's been saying that. Right, Colorado. Uh, but um, like Shador still looked amazing. He uh, completed thirty-three balls for four hundred yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. Like, it's hard. It's hard because you know everybody's talking about Deion Sanders as this like great coach, but like you can't hold a twenty-nine point lead against a, a pretty prob- bad Stanford team. I would probably say bottom three team in your conference. Like, Yeah, I mean, scoring seven points in the second half is pretty unacceptable. Um, they scored seven points. They scored 43 total, and they were up 29 nothing at half. They scored in overtime. Oh, overtime. I was just saying in the second half. I didn't, I've, I didn't even know they went to overtime. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, your defense gave up over 30 points in the second half after giving up zero in the first and second half. Uh, I guess it would be interesting to see what happened in that locker room at halftime um, from Coach Coach Prime there. But this is the first year of the Colorado experiment. Uh, overall, it hasn't gone been, bad. 
overall, I'd say it's I mean, the success. Yeah, I mean, they won, like, what, two games last year? One to two games? Something yeah. Something like that? So um, they're putting Colorado back on the map. So I guess um, going to this is... 12. Yeah, this is a road, uh, you know, a bump in the road It's a bumpy road. Yeah. You know? But I think they'll get back on track. You know, as long as they make a bowl, Colorado fans can't be Yeah, they got, a, they got UCLA, who's ranked, and they have it's Oregon State, who's ranked. It's a test. These are um, all conference games, so you never know how those are going to It's slide. all conference games the rest of the way. I mean, Pac-12 is just really good this year. Um, it's like their last dance, some are saying. Uh, a lot of yeah, them it's a shame about the Pac. Yeah. No more, like, 10 o'clock game, game starts. Yeah, I really miss the, the having to... But how it is in college basketball too? It's Terrible. Oregon game. I mean, what game? What Pac-12 basketball? Oregon, Arizona. You won't. You can't oh, watch right. any Zona games. I mean, to be fair, I can't watch Oregon's court for more than five minutes. Terrible. UCLA is always good. Can't watch oh, any UCLA right. games. The UCLA. UCLA Maryland game that was at Maryland was at nine o'clock. It didn't matter because the Terps lost by like forty that game, but. It doesn't make sense because it's late. It's late for a primetime game for us, and then it's six o'clock for them I think out so. in California. It was late. So it's like that's that's not even like like six o'clock. The only game that plays at six o'clock is the Super Bowl. Like what? Like I, that was that confused me. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, we can get to some, you know, some NFL stuff right now. We can get to you know Justin Jefferson. Shame to hear about him heading to IR. Um, I don't. Rem- he won't be out the whole year. It doesn't look like right. It was just yeah. It doesn't seem like it. Um, uh, I think he's going to get reevaluated after four weeks. Well, three weeks now. Um, fantasy upside though. Go go out. Go out. Get KJ right. Osborne if he's available. Uh, uh, Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison should probably be a start. I can't remember how many points he had last week. I thought he didn't have a lot. He had like twelve. But yeah, I th- he had a touchdown. He had a touchdown, but only a few catches um, for like thirty. KJ Osborne, I think, had thirteen or something. KJ like Osborne that. was solid. Um, I don't know how they're involving the running back. I didn't check Matt's Madison's stats. I think but, Madison had a, some points. But you should be fading Kirk Cousins because first game without Jefferson, he had eight points, eight fantasy points, obviously. But um, yeah, I only know that because I started Kirk Cousins in my league. Um, so <laughs> there's. It's rough. So, you know, a lot of implications there, but it's really sad to just see a, you know, let's hope this is a one-time thing and he doesn't pull a Cooper Cup, you know, doesn't play for, like, the next year and right. a half. I mean, he's a lot younger. Um, right. Yeah, but potential. We'll back on the field. Also, potential Rookie of the Year candidate, uh, Anthony Richardson, is likely done for the year. Yeah. Uh, it was reported that he was going to be on IR four to eight weeks, and then... I think news came yesterday or the day before that, like, from the owner, that, yeah, he's, we're just going to shut him down. Yeah, definitely. This and, is something I'm more concerned about injury-wise. Yeah, I mean, it's your franchise guy, and and it's a shoulder it's a shoulder thing, so um, oh, okay. it's very uh, it's very concerning when it's, when it's your, you know, it's your, it's a guy who you're putting, like, 100% trust in to be to be your guy and you know he goes down that twice in a season uh first one you know obviously not his fault or something that could be reoccurring but you know the shoulder thing is just really tough you've seen people like cam newton um suffer from these shoulder injuries and they never really seem to bounce back um but it looks like he'll get the surgery Mm -hmm. um rehab it and be back healthy for next year so you know we'll see We'll see, but obviously, as your Colts fans, you got to be sad because anytime he's on the field, you guys were always in the game. They were always in the game. Yeah. Um, and if he played the whole year, you never know. You could be looking at the Colts winning the division. Obviously, the Jaguars are heating up right now. Um, but, you know, they got two games in London. Does it really count? No. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a guy, an Anthony Richardson, that most people viewed as like a, as a project. And he comes in and looks like, a guy that can really start yeah. right away, and Him it's and kind of, yeah, it's a shame that this is almost um, a lost year for him, as this would would have been crucial in his development, and I think this year really could have solidified Anthony Richardson as being one of the one of the brightest uh, stars in the in the game. But it's just crazy how how it switches. Like people were worried because yeah, he had all the uh, measurements in college. But, like, he wasn't producing in college. 
at the level they wanted him to, and then he gets to the NFL, and somehow he looks ten times better than he did in college, like mechanic-wise, uh, passing production-wise. Um, I would, you know, I still like protecting quarterbacks on the ground, but he was, he's what, week one, he scored, what, uh, two rushing touchdowns in the first half before that concussion. So it's like, it's just funny to see stuff like that. And then you see someone like Bryce Young coming from that cushy spot in Alabama into this turmoil in, uh, in Carolina and see how he struggles out, out of the gate. But then you see someone like Stroud, who just finds immediate connections and success with his uh, receiving core that nobody really had faith in. So uh, it's funny to see how things turn out like that. But, yeah. yeah and then we have one thing. The NBA is in a week. Um, and with that, we have one of the strangest stories probably like of right now, and it's the Kai Jones <laughs> situation. It's really... It's really strange. He is uh he's a little off the chain right now. Um yeah, he's got that um Chandler Jones brain right now, unfortunately. Right. Um and he basically said he's better than LeBron. Uh he's the best player in the world. He is. And then, you know, after all this social media stuff, the Hornets waived him after he requested to be traded. Yeah, I don't know who wants Kai Jones. Um I mean I'd rock with Kai Jones. Where did he go to school, Dave? Texas. Bang. I mean um, I didn't even know that. That that's I was that's easy. Kai he, Jones. He's ready for it. I mean, Kai Jones was just he also just wasn't that good at Texas. Like he was freak athlete, um, more of a you know he could play for uh, he could play for uh, overtime elite if he wanted to. Yeah, he that's probably where he would have went to school if he was if that if that was around. But he was just really he was gonna there he was there to catch some lobs, uh, probably play a decent defense. You know, give the Hornets announcers a heart attack. Yeah, after throwing down some monster dunks. Yeah, um, but I don't think. Hopefully, you know he gets whatever help he needs. But I don't think the Hornets are going to be missing Kai Jones too much. Never know. I think he's going to stay on the uh, on the waiver wire there. <laughs> yeah, he might. I think he's. I don't think he's going to have any trouble passing through waivers. I could. I could promise yeah, you that. Unfor- unfortunately, he, I, I mean, you know, I'm thinking about. I'm feeling a Lakers. I'm feeling a Lakers move here for Kai Jones here. That that sounds. <laughs> Right, because he'd be the best player on that team, considering he's better than LeBron. Right. So I mean, he's uh, any team would be lucky to have this guy. He's the best player in the world. So, first round pick, Kai Jones. Um. So yeah. Now we can move on to our. Uh, this is Dave's time. This is Dave's time to review Week Six. My time. Uh, we obviously didn't put in. A, we didn't uh, publish our picks last week, but we did still make the picks. So. Yeah. Um. You want to crown me right now, Dave? We'll do a quick recap of week five as well, since we did not go over that, in case you guys are keeping keeping track at home. Uh, I was last. At, uh, I went five and nine. His luck has run out. Right. I got my lock. I did not get my upset. And then Ben was six and eight, got his lock, did not get his upset. And then Nate at nine and five uh, was the winner this week, or last week, two weeks ago, I guess, and got his lock and his upset. Now for was last it- week... Oh, I went back-to-back weeks. Yeah, um, oh. but we don't know. I don't. Ben's picks, I have not acquired yet for, um, for the last week or this week. But I went eight and seven. We didn't do locks or upsets, and Nate went ten and five. So now, if we look at um, the all-time or the the records for this week, you mean the year, the year overall. This is only through week five since we don't have Ben's week six picks. Ben is thirty-seven and forty-one, um, so that's around forty-seven percent there. He's three and zero on locks and one and three on upsets. Nate, forty-two and thirty-six, that's around fifty-four percent. Oh wow! Three and two on locks and then a beautiful zero and five on his upsets. I'm forty-five and thirty-three, around fifty-eight percent, and then. Four and one on locks and three and two on upsets. Yeah, let's let's add those last weeks. Let's add the last week. See, see Nate how. and I will be tied after this. Really? Uh, yes. I, I he already did the math. He just wanted to conveniently leave that out because of Ben's picks. I see. Actually, no, no. I'll be one ahead because I'm three up on you right now, and you're you were two up on me. Oh. And then sweeps twenty and fifteen. So we're you know f- don't fade our sweeps. Can't fade us. We had a slight misstep um, last week. 
What did we go on sweeps last week? I think we went like three and four. Last week, though, was really interesting. There's a lot of upsets last week. Yeah. We'll, we can get into that when. Uh, yeah. So that's where we're at right now with the picks. Yeah. On to week seven's picks. All right. Week seven's picks. Um, we'll put Ben's picks in, but he's obviously not here and he has not sent me his picks. So, you know, we're just going to roll with it, uh, Dave and I here. Uh, so, first game. You Jaguars at Saints, minus three and a half. Uh, Dave and I were kind of, not kind of, we were stumped on this spread uh, just because we didn't think, you know, it was being fair to Jacksonville. You know, Jacksonville's hot. Saints aren't. You know, Saints did have that big win. But everybody should have known to fade fade the Saints last week. Um, yeah. Um, Who did they play last week? Texans. Texans, yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm going Jaguars here. This is pretty easy for me. Me as well. I'm going to go Jags. I mean, they're giving – the Jags don't even have to win this game. They could lose by a field goal, and they'd still cover, which seems kind of ridiculous. I think the only problem here is I'm assuming this spread is adjusted maybe because they don't think T-Wall is going to play. Mm. Um which I guess that will be interesting to see how this Jags off uh, offense operates. It's a backup right now. There's uh, um, CJ Beathard. Oh, Beathard. CJ Beathard. Oh, that's not very comforting. He's he was limited in practice on Tuesday. Trevor Lawrence was, which is today. I think he'll play, and this is a good spread if he does play. So I'm taking the Jags as well. Um, that might backfire if T. Law does not play though. Right now, without Ben's picks, we are sweeping this game. Um, next, we have Bills at Patriots plus eight and a half. Um, another really, you know, interesting game. The Bills obviously were upset last week, right? Is that them? Didn't they put who played the Jets last week? I know they got Eagles. Uh, the Bills just the Eagles. looked bad against the Giants last week. Oh, right. They would. They were. Uh, they played the Monday or su- Sunday night game. Sunday, Sunday night, night game. game. Um, they just looked terrible. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, and I don't. I really, you know, after that Commanders game, I was like, okay, I know where I. I know where in the Commanders and Dolphins game, uh, I, I was like, okay, I know where I stand with this Bills team. And then you know, rough showing in London. You come back home. Uh, you play. You know, the probably the most underwhelming team in football, bottom three team in football right now, and you uh, you win by five points, um, and you were down. You didn't score a single point till the fourth quarter. It's like there's it's a little. Just, it's just messy. Uh, it's just weird. Uh, and you know, but I also everyone should have their reservations against uh, the Patriots. But yeah. you know, they held in well against the Raiders. Here's another just another bad team so yeah I'm gonna go because there this could be a blowout so I'm gonna do it just give me just give me a just give me the bills here yeah I agreed oh, I'm reluctantly I taking I the, bill. the Falcons games it's fine yeah. I'm reluctantly taking the bills here they've had two bad showings but uh, the even though it's in Foxborough I just don't think the Patriots are good and I could easily see the Patriots just getting blown out. Like, they have four, four, three, four other times this year. So, give me the Bills. Yeah. Um, And then, going back, I mean, they're all 1 o'clock games, but I just have them set up differently. We have Falcons at Buccaneers, minus 2.5. Um, another really just tale of two teams that I think are just really weird. Like, do we ever think the Buccaneers were going to maintain that offensive production with Baker? Dave shakes his head yes, of but course. I think everybody at home says no. Um, and they only put up six points against the Lions last week. Happens. Um, and they just didn't, I mean, just look stagnant. I mean, what can you say? But I mean, the Lions didn't look good either. Um, so a, a lot of teams just didn't look good last week. It was just a rough week for the NFL, I think. Agreed. Um, and the Falcons... You know, I picked them last week, and the the Commanders came out, and they, uh, you know, unexpected win against the Falcons. So, 
I really, you know, am stuck with a lot of these teams. I'm unsure what to do with them. Uh, but most of America's going Buccaneers, and I have to agree. Give me the Buccaneers. Well, uh, obviously, I'm a big Baker guy. We're sticking with the Bucks. The Falcons, uh, I was high on them to start the year, but I just don't think Desmond Ritter is that guy. No, um, unless it's third down. Yeah. Right, he threw for 300 Ritter's, yards last year. I know. He had his, probably one of his better games on the, uh, through the air. I don't see the Falcons sustaining that. This is still a solid Bucks team. Drake London breakout. Drake London had probably his, maybe best, his game. best game of his professional yeah. career. I can't fault him, though. You know, I feel bad for Drake London. Yeah. I think he's in such a bad... And Kyle um, Pitts. Yeah, they're Just, in such bad... Kyle Pitts, though. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts' breakout mm-hmm. is coming, clearly. Two games in a row where Playing Kyle Pitts had quality, right. some quality points in fantasy. Right. Yeah, so we're, we're swept through three here. So we'll I see. I mean, you know, who knows? If Ben was here, it might influence you or I. Uh, Browns, right, yeah. <laughs> Browns at Colts plus one and a half. Okay, well the Colts season's done. Give me the Browns. Not much to say here. He's going Browns too, but it's like, how can I pick the Colts right now? Like, I picked the Colts last week, and that was a huge disaster. <laughs> Minshew just doesn't. She's just not good. They got absolutely destroyed by the Jags. Ah, I don't think this Colts team is terrible. Maybe that's just because I take I'm it back coping. on Minshew. Yeah, Maybe that's for, just because I'm coping because the Ravens lost to Gardner Minshew. He threw for 329 yards, actually. I don't think Gardner's that bad. Um, I'll take the Colts here. He probably got some garbage time yards, though. Cause yeah, let's 14. switch it up. I'm going. I'm sticking with the Colts. All right. I mean, you could lose that game just out of sympathy, but the Browns' defense. Okay. Gardner Minshew's not playing well against the Browns' defense. Yes, he is. I mean, the Browns handed Brock Purdy his first career regular season loss. Did, who, who's right. picking the freaking right top thirty QB? Brock Purdy took his first L once his two best players got hurt. Shocker! Top top one team in the league. Brock Purdy is terrible. He's like third in MVP odds right now. Right, that's blasphemy. I think you just like just want to see him fail. Um, I don't think Brock Purdy's that good. Uh, I think Obviously he's a polarizing he's the best. topic. Because I've seen people lean both ways. Some people to my side, more. Some people think he's really good. I, I think he's in the best situation. Obviously, clearly, I don't see it with Brock Purdy. I don't know. He he just wins. I mean, what can you say? Right. <laughs> I think Mac Jones would just win with the Forty ers So I mean, I mean, who okay. Knows? We'll see. Lions at Ravens, minus three and a half. This is a really uh, tough game. I think for, you know, maybe not for you because you're a Ravens fan, but uh, because, you know, your cop-out can be, I have no clue, so I'm just going to go with the Ravens. No, this is definitely a tough game. But I genuinely have no clue who's going to win this game. I mean, you don't see these teams playing a lot against each other. And, uh, I mean, two one offense with the Ravens is – you know, underwhelming, you could say. Just weird. That, the Ravens' offense is just weird. Inconsistent, weird, to... you know. And the Lions' offense is probably uh, top five in football. Could you put them top three if you wanted to? Uh, no. I mean, I'm putting Dolphins. <sighs> Dolphins, Niners. Eagles? Eagles. You put the Chiefs up there? I don't even no, know. No, not right now. I just can't. That, those are two embarrassing performances from your, you know, $400 million quarterback. Yeah. Not 400 I don't know how much he got yeah. paid, but whatever. Uh, I don't know who to, who to go here. Um, just a really uh, tough game. I think last time we saw Lions and Ravens, it was that Tucker uh, record field goal. It was, in fact, the Tucker field goal. Their luck's not The Lions were also bad. Give me the Lions. Nate's going to take the Lions. I'm going to take the Ravens here. The Lions... Told you, cop out. I think um, they're going to be hindered by the loss of... Or the expected loss of David Montgomery. I don't think he's going to play this week. 
And I think Gibbs breakout. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they finally give Gibbs the some more playing time, or maybe they have Craig Reynolds fill the David did Montgomery. His, did you see his block last week? He's good, dude. Craig Reynolds hating. is a good back. You were hating, huh? Oh no, I was. You were hitting on Josh Reynolds. Was I hitting on Josh Reynolds? You were. Oh well, I'm gonna take the Ravens here. I think this is gonna be a high-scoring game, and hopefully the Ravens can get back on track with some consistent offense the first quarter to the fourth quarter, or through the fourth quarter. Not, you know, please Ravens put some points up in the second half, please. Crumble. They almost crumbled last week. It was terrible. It's so. Um, it's so. They terrible. held on by a thread. You know that that clutch, that clutch onside recovery from uh, likely, uh, right gave them the win. But you know, it was scary. It was scary a lot of the time. Uh, Derrick Henry obviously broke off that one big run, um, and then you had like it was like ridiculous. The 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 Titans O line is so bad, abysmal. It was so bad, and it just really it was unfortunate. You know, Tannehill goes down, and Malik Willis has to come in. We close him look half bad. No, when he actually could, you know, get a get some. I, it was so I felt so bad get for a him. Pocket, you know. I was like, this guy. But your guy uh, just has to scramble each play. Right, your guy Zay Flowers though looked. Uh, Zay Flowers is good. Another touchdown. Another right. touchdown. And you had stupid stuff like that guy fumbling on the punt, like oh. to get get you guys an extra like three points before halftime. It was just like. That was bad. In, Agreed. Imploding. Tajay Spears, though, looks like a good Tajay you know, Spears is a good one-two like punch. Looks like a good uh, one-two punch with Henry. So Agreed. I think there's a lot of good things to talk about with the Titans, but quarterback, they need to figure it out. O-line, they, they need to figure it out. They have one of the weirdest out. quarterback situations. I don't know because, what. Because, you know, you. why would you put, you know, you obviously weren't comfortable with Malik Willis, so that's why you drafted Will Levis. Yeah, I just, and then when – Tannehill goes down, then you put in Willis over Levis? Yeah, I just – I'm confused on that situation. Yeah. I think uh, Levis is probably still coping with the Gia situation, so. I would be too. Yeah. Um, um, but now we move on to probably the lowest viewed game of the week, uh, Raiders at Bears. Man, this game uh, is terrible. Plus three and a half. Obviously, the Raiders are the worst three and three team I've ever seen. I don't know how they're three and three. Right. Um. I mean, I don't. I mean, they. I mean, they got to play the Patriots last week. Insta win. Um, so there's that. But that's crazy. You know, the Bears are bad. Is Fields gonna play? Um, Can't can tell you. I don't think he's sure. gonna play. And their backup was not good. Baguette or whatever his name is, Bagnet. Uh, he he didn't look good. I um, mean, the Bears are just a bad franchise. It's just. But the Vikings aren't good either. Like the Vikings. The Vikings lost. The Vikings only beat the Bears by six with with Bag Bagant, I think it's his name, and a quarterback for like the entire second half. It was just. But you know they're without Jefferson, so I'll give him a pass. But I don't know what to do with this game. I'm just gonna throw up a, a Raiders, reluctant Raiders pick because I don't have trust in either of these teams. Yeah, me too. I'm going with the Raiders. Solely because I don't think Justin Fields is going to play. That's um, their whole offense, right? Um, yeah, maybe maybe Roshan Johnson will finally play. Uh, maybe he'll be good for the don't Bears. Worry, Deontay Foreman coming Deontay out. Deontay Foreman, yeah. After being like a healthy scratch for the first five weeks, right? Balling out. Um, which is really surprising because I thought he played well with the Panthers last year, but he was. It seemed like he was a good player. The point. The only other healthy scratch I know on the Bears is Chase Claypool. Who's now a Miami Dolphin? Oh yeah, he is. What a dynamic duo! Him and Chosen Anderson battling Ooh. it out for that wide receiver four spot. Because Braxton Berrios is ahead of them on the depth chart. I mean, are you taking Braxton Berrios over both those guys? Like on yes. your okay, so. yes. Stop hating Berrios. Anyway, yeah. Commanders at Giants plus one and a half. Uh, I'm going Commanders pretty easily here. The Giants are just just awful. They're the just Giants terrible. Are terrible. There's not. There's nothing to say about the Giants that's positive. Tyrod didn't look half bad. Did he look better than uh, Daniel Jones? I think he did. He made. He hit some throws. 
I'm gonna. This is terrible. We keep picking the same games. I'm going Commanders too. I've really liked what I've seen from Sam Howell so far, and this is a, just a bad Giants team that I don't think is going to score points ever. Yeah, um, don't get don't get your hopes up, Giants against for that Bills game last. You week. guys still put up like nine points. Right. Relax. Um, but they were in control through the first half with a six nothing lead. Yep. So it's pretty riveting. Um, yeah, I don't. There's nothing good to say about the Giants. Maybe maybe their defense, but I'm, I don't know. Easy game. Next, we have Cardinals at Seahawks, minus 7.5. Um, you know, I love my boy Jonathan Gannon, and just things aren't shaping out right now, which is really sad because— It's not his fault. Because—well, I really don't think it is his fault, to be honest. I think with the, with the fact that they're competitive in every game with that roster— is telling is because uh, of Jonathan Gannon. I don't think he should be fired if this team goes one and sixteen. I would be so sad if Jonathan right. Gannon got fired. Which I don't think it he would because you know, despite everything, their one and five record. I mean, last week they lost twenty six to nine, you know. They didn't They're score having a point that good win half. too. The one but, against the Cowboys is but like they've yeah like they they held it in there against good teams and they've been competitive in most games so uh, it's just tough but you know give me the Seahawks I mean I don't want to pick the favorites every time but I really like I don't like what I saw last week from the Cardinals and you know Seahawks coming off a tough tough loss to the Bengals um, they come out and they play well and they yeah beat the Cardinals pretty easily I'm gonna go Cardinals here I think mm. they cover. I haven't just I haven't been on the Seahawks. He's back and forth, and then he just didn't want to sweep, so he went Cardinals. No, I was always going Cardinals oh. this game actually. Um, I just haven't been a big fan of the Is Seahawks this of the year. Week? Um, forgot to do that. I was thinking about it. Yeah, I actually I need to throw this this as my upset because I don't know what else I'm going to pick. I'm going to go Cardinals. Uh, can you give me Bills at uh, Patriots for my lock of the week? Yeah, I was going to save that lock. Um, so yeah, there's a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Division games are always tough to pick, and especially with the Cardinals. I don't. They're you know I would I think they're better than like the Raiders. Agreed. But they're one and five. The Raiders are three and three. It's just hard you know, to think about it. But like they're so much better than the Giants, and the Giants are one and five. Yeah. It's like you know what do you do? Um, next. You know, give me the uh, – we have Steelers at Rams. Give me Steelers here and give me my upset. Uh, Mike Tomlin, historically, I mean, they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Well, actually, right. no, I won't take that as my upset. Right, That's ben. bogus. Um, but, yeah, give me the Steelers. They don't come off uh, buys. Uh, they don't come off – I guess they don't play in the West Coast well. So there's that, but they are coming off a bye week. And Mike Tomlin does play well off bye weeks. So, you know, hopefully since they had a bye last week, they'll get out to L.A. earlier, get acclimated uh, better. And, you know, play in that nice SoFi turf. Um, That's what they all say. Hopefully they can outclass the Rams here. But uh, you never know with the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams here. I'm not super confident in it. I'm a little nervous about the Kyron Williams injury. Um because I think that might lead to their offense getting slightly one-dimensional, but slightly. They know, don't even have Cam Akers anymore. Ronnie Rivers, Zach Evans. Ooh, dude, just, I'm scared for I'm scared for Patrick Peterson for Pukanuka. That's Pukanuka. he might Pukanuka might just drop a nuke on Patrick Peterson. So um, I got I got faith in JPJ though on Cup, so we're fine. JPJ's clamps. He is. Besides Seagons, besides Seagons, I mean, it's Devin probably, Witherspoon has been sick though. That's true. Hey, he's better than he's better than uh, Emmanuel Forbes. Yeah, I knew that so. was coming. Yeah, whatever. I mean, he's your side, Dave. There's no way he doesn't get bullied. It's just relax. Well, he's taller than me. By how much? Four inches. He's like six foot. What are you? Five. I'm five nine, five ten. Okay. Yeah, dude, that's like ridiculous, and he's the same weight as you. He's like one sixty five. Yeah, bro's good. I mean, bro's. What did he give up? Like, I think through like two weeks in a row, he gave up like two hundred yards or something. Yeah, AJ Brown kind of folded that dude. Um, it's tough. 
It's a shame. It's a tough division to be a corner in, to be fair, though. Yeah, I mean, I think besides the Giants. I mean, the Forbes has just gotten a bad rap because there's been three fantastic rookie corners, which almost never really happens. Yeah, um, we're like in a renaissance for corners right now. Yeah, I mean, these guys have all been fantastic. The pendulum needs to – I mean, we've had like an influx of really good rookie receivers. So, you know, you got it somehow, some way you got to – the pendulum has to swing back to these uh, right. insane corners. And right now you're seeing guys like Sauce, uh, Pat Sertan, um, even Jair is relatively young. Jalen Armour Davis. Gino Stone, Daryl Worley. Uh, but, you Darryl know, you see guys. That is 250-pound frame. I don't want to give JPJ, like, all the daps yet because, you know, he's only played a limited number of snaps, but you have guys like uh, – What's his name from Seattle? I mean, obviously Witherspoon, but then you have oh Tariq Woolen. Yeah, Tariq Woolen. Um, then you have Seagons, who looked like like literally might have been a top five corner, right? Like when just he like what, just like when Sauce, first game. like what yeah. happened with Sauce. You know, yeah, as soon as you enter the league, you're already being put up there in that top ten, top five range. So it's really uh, interesting seeing all these guys. It's like if you're in the top ten, you're like you know in any other you you know in any other I don't know, generation of cornerbacks, you're top five, top three, if you're in the top ten, like no question. So it's right. really, especially the last five years, you know, uh, there was a there was a really not great uh, corners. I mean, Ramsey, obviously, but um, whatever. We got off track here. Let's go Packers, Broncos, plus one and a half. Uh, give me the Packers. Broncos are bad. Um, Russ is not great Sean Payton and him don't get along obviously um, Sean Payton pisses their me defense off. isn't good their offense isn't anything to be proud of their offense is fine at least it could win you games with a solid defense let's say that which is really weird because the whole issue going into the season was their offense and uh it's still their yeah. defense that's just not performing um and I, there, there's a lot of money on that defense, too. So, I think, uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, I think the Packers bounce back here against a poor um, Broncos defense. And they get this win pretty easily. Broncos are just terrible. I don't really no, know what else to say. I mean, just bad. Looks like Judy's going to be gone. Yeah. Um, But apparently he's, uh, he has some character issues, so. I'm assuming you saw the Steve Smith stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a so, shame. I actually really like Jerry Judy, but... It's not a good look on him. It's, it's That's embarrassing. I don't know right. why you'd ever do something like that. Especially Steve Smith. Like, you know he's going to put you on blast about it. Right. He has no reservations doesn't about it. He doesn't care. Um, remember when he walked up to DJ Moore and said, should I start you in a fantasy this week? Yeah. That was funny. Um, what a guy. And the Packers, uh, you know... Coming off by. Coming off a bye. I think, you know, Jordan Love definitely had his welcome to the NFL moment. Yeah. About three three years into his pro right. career. Uh but you know you know, I th- I don't really see them having any trouble with the Broncos here. Yeah. So watch Romeo Dobbs is probably gonna be two hundred. At Chargers. Chiefs. Minus five and a half. Oh I want to the Chargers. Slumping <laughs> Chiefs with only one loss. I want to pick the Chargers so bad. Um and I'm on the same boat. Give me the Chargers. Uh, I'm going Chargers as well. I picked them. I picked them every week. Actually, I'm I'm going Chiefs. I was. I'm fading the Chargers now and their offense. I think this offense was going to be fantastic with Mike Williams. And even though Josh Palmer has been good, I think Mike Williams was crucial to this team's success. How many years are we gonna say? Because Mike Williams is a great receiver. Matt, Mike Williams is, and then for him to be on the field for literally twenty percent of snaps. This isn't true. Mike Williams played thirteen games last year, which is still majority of the games, and he's played sixteen for like four straight, four straight years. Maybe it just doesn't seem like that because he's not impactful. But Mike Williams is impactful and is one of the best go up and get a receivers in the NFL and we see the change from when from Mike Williams to no Mike Williams this offense doesn't look as good it's just I I don't know I'm I really like Mike Williams clearly um I mean that's just I don't know 
Quentin Johnson is basically Mike Williams 2.0. Right, but he's been terrible. <laughs> they just well, they're not throwing him the ball one, but he's probably right. not open. So he's not open. Um, it's you know really tough. It's really tough. Because, well, first of all, Staley needs to go. Second of all, Staley yeah. said that you know he's going to get him more involved. I was like, okay, this is good. I have my fantasy team. First week out, one and that Mike Williams injury had like one catch for twelve yards or something. So yeah, you know, we, could we be in Boston area for? Quentin Johnston right now? No. No? It's not that desperate. I mean, first five weeks, that hasn't looked good. That's true. Uh, next, probably the most exciting game of the week. This should be electric. Yeah. Um, we have Dolphins at Eagles minus one and a half. Um, I mean, you could literally put a name in a hat, pick them, and have you know, as, as good of a chance as any to get this game right. Um, the Dolphins started really slow in the first quarter last week, going down early uh, against the Panthers, but then they, like, they scored, I don't know, like 28 straight or something, um, to end up winning by three touchdowns. Crazy so, stuff. Crazy so, stuff. not really slowing down, but, you know, you can't do that against a team like the Eagles. You can't go down 14 nothing and hope to win, I mean, there is a way you go down 14, tie it up. But, like, you know, that was a little worrisome. And just the consistency for the Dolphins has been a little, just a tiny bit of an issue. But the Eagles, like, they lost against the Jets last week. So, you know, you have to take, I guess, every game with a grain of salt. And I don't really know what to do here. So I'm just going to let you pick first and then decide. Oh, okay. Cop out. I'm going to take the Eagles here. I'll take the Dolphins. Um, Just so we don't sweep because I have no clue where to go here. I really like the Dolphins as a team, and I think this really is an electric team. I mean, Tyreek Hill is, looks like he has a chance to break the single-season receiving record, to be honest, or a receiving yard record. Um, Mostert is unreal, and, I mean, even – Without a chain, you know. Oh, by the way, give me Chargers is my upset of the week. Okay. Um. Even without a chain, right? They still looks really I mean, good on they, the ground. They're really just uh, cycling running backs. They're really just cycling yeah, running backs. Like you, they're throwing in Salvin Ahmed in there, and he's been good. So I mean, everybody looks at Raheem Mostert's age, like he's thirty-one. You know how how good are his legs? But you gotta realize when you get his professional career started, like twenty-six. Yeah, it's so like, so he's, only, he's, he's always, always hurt. Dude's always hurt. And he's a, like five years of service. And, you know, Jeff Wilson is a serviceable backup. Um, so I think if you're looking fantasy-wise, I mean, I have no problem picking up any Dolphin starter. Well, who's their tight end right now? Don't pick up. Don't Who pick is up. Like, is it? Not, I can't think of his name, but I can picture him right now. It's um. Can't think it's of it. Durham Smythe. Okay, well, don't pick up Durham Smythe. Right, those are my Trade words for Jalen Waddle. Here. Don't pick up Durham Smythe. Um, I think yeah. it's Durham Smythe. <laughs> Next and final game is the Monday night game. Two interesting teams. Um, the San Francisco 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings, plus six and a half. Clearly, the, the uh, at least the people in charge of the spreads have no issues with the 49ers. Uh, in their loss against Cleveland. I really don't either. Um, obviously, the Vikings' defense is nowhere close terrible. to the Browns' defense. Absolutely terrible. Um, I disagree with terrible, though. Terrible. It's not good. Terrible. But uh, <laughs> they might as well have Jeff Jeff Gladney out there playing the boundary corner. So it's, it's um, I mean, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> Ooh, okay, that's tough. Um, but, they keep it close. They keep it. I mean, they have a history of one-score games, and the spread six and a half. Oh, like, what dude, do you do? This dude's gonna take the Vikings. What do you, right. But what do you do here? The Forty ers are my lock of the week. Lock to so you don't have, so you can avoid the spread. What? So you can avoid the spread. I'm also picking the Forty ers to cover the spread. I didn't know we counted it that way. I thought we just didn't. I thought we just counted. I forget you keep you count separately. I always forget that. Box and upsets are count separately. You can, I mean, if I'm gonna pick my lock, I'm also picking them to cover the spread. That's really? just how I do it. You don't, uh, have yeah, to do, yeah. you don't have to do that. Um, um, obviously, if you're picking your upset, then 
they're automatically going to cover because they're going to right. win. So, right. Um, right. Yeah. I, this is <laughs> – it's really tough because they have to win by seven. To win by seven, and they love one-score games. This I, They definitely did this on purpose. Let's not overthink it, though. Let's go 49ers. Um, yeah. I agree, though. I, think I it's do a tough see a game. world where the Vikings, it comes down to a field goal, but I also see a world where it doesn't. Definitely. And, no, okay. and especially thinking about it now without Jefferson, can you keep up with that high-powered? That I mean, like with a very like below-average defense that you have, and then you have the 49ers, which is arguably top three defense in football. Right. Um, and you still got to keep up with their offense. Like, their offense is – like. It's, I mean, to report Debo and McCaffrey have playing? a chance to play. Nice. So we don't. We don't who's their backup sure. running back? Um, either Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell or Mason, Jared Mason, or something. Okay. Oh no. Oh wait, I don't think he or Jordan Mason. Did, what about the guy? Uh, did he not make the roster? <laughs> uh, his name like was it Davis. This guy had three names. He had a hyphen. Tyrion Davis Price. Yeah. Or something? Did he make the roster? Yeah, but he doesn't play. He's no. out. He did have six carries for 21 yards against the Cowboys in Week 5. Let's go. I love that guy. Wasn't he – was he the Ohio State guy? Or? I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to be it for that's us it. today. I hope you guys, you know, got some wisdom from our uh, electric <laughs> sports takes of course. Uh, this week. And um, we hope we can get Ben back next week. Um, and uh, I think that's it. Dave, anything else? You say? No, nothing else. All right. We look forward to the NBA starting in a week. It's exciting stuff. Um World Series, uh, probably Soon, around the corner. Yeah, next week maybe. I don't know next, if it'll be by next week. I guess well, it won't start by next week, but we right. should know who the teams are by. Maybe. Not next Tuesday, maybe. but you know, by the end of next week. Yeah, we should know who the teams are. Right. Um. So Agreed. yeah, a lot of exciting stuff happening in sports. We're in the middle of the NFL season. Oh yeah. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned, and uh, thank you guys for listening. And stay classy, Cardinals. Yeah.